0: (sighs) Hmm.
1: what's going on everybody welcome to the podcast i'm ben and i'm mark And this is our wrapping up coverage of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. (laughs) It's the last
2: (laughs) one. Uh, Yeah, we're covering Monarch Legacy of Monsters Season 1,
1: Episode 10.
2: Beyond Logic.
1: We'll see. We'll see if it's going to be just season one. I don't think it is, but we'll see. Me neither. (laughs) Uh, But we are welcoming some guests in for this episode. We, We mentioned it last week. And we knew they wanted to be a part of this. We knew they even wanted to cover it on their podcast, but unfortunately time was of a restraint, so they weren't able to do it. But welcome to uh our coverage of the season finale from the Run for Your Lives podcast on Podcastica. Daphne and Paik.
0: Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
3: <laughs> you guys really? did want to cover this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it initially because we've covered all the you like the monster verse movies yeah. on our podcast. Uh and so with it, you know, spinning off a TV show, we we're like, oh, we got to be all over that. And then it just the release schedule and things just didn't work for us, which is a bummer. And then I was like, somebody has to cover this. And so when you guys took up the helm, it was like, yes, somebody's yeah. on it. But we have to talk <laughs> about it at some point. We have to be on. It yeah. took us yeah. till the finale, but we're here.
1: We're here. You, yeah. But you know what? I mean, of all episodes for you guys to come on, the finale is probably the best one. <sighs> that is because- true. We're wrapping up the story of this season. We're opening up some doors for a potential season two. And we'll see where it's going to go. Yeah. It's exciting. So. Um, but before we get into, you know, the the actual conversation for the season finale, without going into too much detail for you two, what have been your overall thoughts on this season?
3: Uh, you want to go first, Daphne?
4: <laughs> sure. I have really enjoyed this season a lot. I love the tie-ins that they've done to the movies and just the overall look of the, you know, of the monsters, I think has been fantastic. They use their budget very wisely, I think, in making sure that they they got the most bang for their buck. Mm -hmm. When you see Godzilla, it's the perfect time to see Godzilla. It's big, it's powerful, it's impactful. And Then we get to this finale and we get to see Kong. So,
1: to what? me, they've got... <laughs> did I miss something?
4: No, we get oh. to see Kong, you know, we yeah, get he was
2: Kong. the party crasher. <laughs> yes,
4: so excited because Kong Skull Island is probably my favorite movie of the monster verse, and for them to be in Skull Island is just fantastic. But you know, overall, I just really loved the feel of this, I think just all the connections made it even better.
3: Mm -hmm. How about you, I, I did enjoy it. I will be very honest. It has ups and downs for me. There were some lulls. There were some moments. where I was like, all right, where are they taking this? Where's it going? However, the lows were forgivable and bearable and the highs were incredibly high. So I will give them that. Is there so many, I mean, right from the jump. And I know you guys talked about it from the start. The casting genius of Kurt and Wyatt Russell as the same character in mm-hmm. two timelines. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. And then yeah, uh, I know there's more people online who've been complaining about oh, there's too many talky dramas things and not enough monsters. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not one of those people. I'm gonna be like <laughs>
0: no.
3: it's legacy of monarch. Like it's about the family dynamic. That's the point of this show.
4: Yeah.
0: If you
3: just want monsters, like you you're in for something different, but when you felt like, man, it's been a while since I've seen it. Bah, there we are. Okay, we're good to go. Like they, yeah. they made sure to keep you tuned in. I was, ne- they, I was never like, do I want to watch the next episode? No. The way they'd wrap up an episode, the things they left hanging, I was always ready to bite for more. I was super in the entire time.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always one of the biggest complaints when the movies come out. Anytime they release in theaters, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's too much talking. I want more monsters. Yeah. Go watch, to- go watch a Toho. Go watch a Toho. Movie then, like, that's yeah. not what these are about. Right. This series was meant to be more about the people than the monsters. The monsters were secondary. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're important to the story, uh, but they're but they're secondary. And you there's no need to apologize either for the highs and the lows, because Mark and I have expressed that over mm-hmm. the course. Of oh, this. yeah,
2: definitely. You know,
1: episode you... four, we're going to keep talking about it. Episode four is a major low for is the lowest point of the series, mm-hmm. because again, Yeah. Kentaro fever dreams. It's just. (laughs) uh, Right. Pencil shavings in the wind.
3: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I was maybe in the minority of that one. At least I I thought the May backstory was actually really like interesting. Like the way that they met and like that stuff. I was really into it, honestly, but.
1: But yeah, we, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Our biggest complaint with that was it was had nothing to do with May. It was just we didn't feel the chemistry between Kentaro and May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kiersey Kier- Clemens in the actor that plays Kentaro, we just were not feeling that chemistry at all. Right. So it fell a little flat. For us, and then the Kentaro stuff was kind of like, "What is happening? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) what, what is going on? Like, who gave him the lithium? (laughs) Yeah, why, why are we back at your art installation? That's just weird. Like, Mm -hmm. it is, you know,
4: it was an acid trip. I mean, that's what it seemed like.
1: That's what I said. It's a Kentaro fever dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, but you're right. I think the lows even were tolerable uh, to get through. There were some moments that felt like filler, but mm-hmm. monsters hit at the right moments, they hit at the right beats. And I will second, third, fourth, fifth, the genius that was Curtin Wyatt. It yeah. was just yeah.
4: You know, so good. Masterful.
1: That
2: blending was perfect in in just the representation of
1: Lee And and some of the cinematography use of using the two of them for, tra- yeah. for scene transitions was yeah.
3: brilliant. Ha- having Kurt Russell turn around and the projection of Wyatt Russell's face of the video on top of his face will live in my head forever. It's like a yeah. really great shot choice. Yeah. yeah. It was very record.
4: clever. They did a lot of clever things and you're right, Ben, the casting left that to be a possibility. They yeah. were able to do it. And that to me, it was clever right from the start too. To be able to tell the stories. What better person to play the younger version? Well, I had than, even than I had Wyatt. Even, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I had even said before that projector moment, I and Mark can attest to this too. I had even said, like, I don't know how it would be possible, but it would be really cool if somehow they were able to get Kurt and Wyatt to share the screen together. Yeah. And then literally the next episode, we get that projector <laughs> moment. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's oh, how you do it. There, and there you, you go. go. <laughs> and it was amazing.
4: I love when shows will get into your head, and it's like you'll have opinions about a show, and it's like the creators are in your head pulling out all the cool things that you want to happen, and then some of them do. I just get excited when that happens.
1: Yeah. Well, Mark can even attest, too, again, to this, is that over the course of covering this this series, one of my favorite parts about it was as we're going through, we're making these different theories, many of which actually came to pass. Oh, yeah. And then the further we would get into the series, every time one of our theories would actually come true, or was proven to be true, we would make, well, not we, I, would make another theory that was just way more out of the realm of possibility. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was a bit out there, the last one, but I made one that was really <laughs> out there as well, last episode, and that didn't <laughs> happen either.
1: No, the last theory that I made that it turned out not to be true, and I'm actually really happy it turned out not to be true, was what if Kay was able, all those beetles that climbed on her and pulled her in, what if she trained them? <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> to train no. a beetle. <laughs> and she was able to control those titans now. Like, oh, No. Man. I'm oh, so glad boy. that didn't happen. How to tame a titan. <laughs> yeah, how to tame a
0: titan.
4: <laughs> it's exactly. a new YouTube series that's going to be coming out as soon as Kay learns how to use
1: YouTube. It's it's Monarch season two. Mm-hmm. It's it's Monarch Tama Titan, mm. <laughs> animated. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> it's like it's like Camp Crustacean from Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's it's Monarch Tama Titan. Mm-hmm. It's the new animated series from Apple. Yes. But you mentioned Daphne. You mentioned the budget and how they use the budget really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it amazes me because you know how big budget this show probably was because of the amount. Yeah. But you know, Apple does have that. I tricked you into buying a new phone every year money. So, mm, <laughs> sorry, apologies, Apple. We love you. You gave us, you know, special screeners. thanks, as we always do for screeners. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't poke fun. You gave us the screeners to cover and allowed us to cover the series. So, uh, let's dive into the to the episode. Yeah. You know, season 10, episode 10, Beyond Logic. Baker Daphne, kick us off. Where do you, you want to start at the beginning? Do you want
3: to go through? Let's just... Um, Start it. All right. I mean, my notes are still just kind of in in order of as I took them while watching. So, kind of chronologically through the episode. But Mm. I I guess a place to start where we started in the episode is in the Axis Monday, as Keiko calls it, this kind of world between worlds, Um, which maybe you guys have talked about this. I immediately loved the color scheme of the energy in there Mm because it's just very Godzilla versus Kong. It's that orange blue color scheme. Which is really fun. Uh, But yeah, which this goes back to the ending of episode nine, but I remember my jaw dropping and I go, I was like, she's alive. And then it was like, I mean, I kind of figured that was going to happen like the entire series. Like I was like, I, I expected it the whole time, but it still somehow was not any less amazing when it happened. I was like, yeah yeah so. <laughs> that's how we
1: were too like we were we've been predicting it for ever since she fell down into that hole right. we were like we're pretty sure Kay's is probably still alive is she still alive well maybe she's still alive no I think we think she's still alive and then even just that big reveal of her at the end of episode nine we talked about it
3: last week i was still like fuck yeah yep it. <laughs> yeah it, it was it was great <laughs> yeah yeah so, i
4: was super excited to see that I, do I was have hoping a, for it, but I I, just I do don't ha, know.
3: I do have a question,
1: though, that maybe other people can – you guys can help me with. I was a little confused in that she called it Access Monday, and they called it the world between worlds. Is this not
3: Hollow Earth? See, I
4: think it's Hollow Earth.
1: Oh, well, I
3: thought maybe it was the first, I'm first wrong. two. I thought it was the first two. My notes even were like, oh, they're a Hollow Earth and Hollow Earth. But yeah, then she calls it this Axis this Monday, which is like between heaven and earth, and – this world between worlds kind of idea. And then she said, it's pieces of our world and pieces of theirs. How she knows all this, who knows? But, um,
4: and she's only been there for what? 57 days. 57 so. days.
3: Yeah. But not long enough. If yet. you just kind of, you know, roll with it, you know, uh, mm, cause we yeah. think about Godzilla versus Kong, the, the hollow earth we saw is different than this.
1: Yeah. It's well, very, it's very vibrant and mm-hmm. alive and flush, you know, it, this doesn't seem like that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It it actually reminds me of something. And I'm just going to go out there. Uh, if you remember in I'm going to use a Flash Gordon reference, but literally Mongo was based upon layers and you have your regular planet. Then you have another layer that's in between skies hovering and then you have something else above it. I'm thinking that's what this is. This might be a, a section of hollow earth, but above hollow earth it might be a form of it, a form of land that's hovering above because in uh Kong versus uh, or Godzilla versus Kong, we do see something like that with Kong jumping through all the, uh, the throughout hollow earth, but you see stuff in the sky that looks like land hovering above him. Hmm. So it could be a possibility of that as being another plateau within well, Hollow Earth, or and not Hollywood. only
1: and not only that, there is the there is the whole thing in Godzilla Godzilla versus Kong in which they needed those special vehicles to actually get to Hollow Earth. They weren't able mm-hmm. to just fall in. Anybody yes. fall in was killed. But and then we kind of questioned, well, then how do these guys survive? Getting to Hollow Earth this way too, the the answer to that question might be this is not Hollow Earth. Right. It's mm. this is
3: somewhere a in pit between. Pit stop along the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a pit stop exactly because it does look very barren. Um, it looks completely different than the Hollow Earth that we have. So Axis Monday most likely what we were assuming is is Hollow Earth is not Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. True, because also and you also have to remember too, the whole thing with there being time travel because of gravitational fluxes and everything going from axis Monday to earth, you know, is the reason why, you know, Shaw was down there for 20 years when it only, when it only was like a week for him. (laughs) Kate's been down there 57 days, but it's been 30 plus years, you know, when they get, when they finally get back up, it's two years later. Although I do have a theory about that when we talk about that, uh, you know, but yet when they go to Hollow Earth in Godzilla X Kong or Godzilla versus Kong, there's no time travel. Like it's just normal because the gravitation and everything, all of this physics working differently, is in Axis Monday. It's not in Hollow
3: Earth. Yeah, mm. which then makes me wonder because yeah, I I had kind of a theory of oh well maybe Hollow Earth has even a more intense time imbalance, but no, you because you brought that up, I would forgotten about that. But yeah, that they went there and came back and it was all within the same time frame. Yeah, which because so it kind of puts a squash on a theory that I had which but it may because I was like, oh, the time imbalance the way that it's done does make perfect sense as far as like because you wonder, okay, these titans, they're they're treated like just animals in this mm-hmm. world. Like they're looked at as like, yeah, they're they're animals. They're just different. They're bigger. There is something special about them. They can travel through this rift to, you know, this world. But it's like they seem timeless and immortal. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. how is that? It's like, well, if they spend all their time here, then, you know, centuries can go by without them aging at all, really, barely. So, but then if they're spending time in hollow earth, like uh, proper, then I don't know about that theory. Well,
1: well, the other thing too, and and this is the thing I was going to say I will talk about later, but I'll I'll actually bring it up now because – Anybody who's listened knows our conversations can jump all over the place. You know, talking about this Hollow Earth, Access money being different theory now, and we're talking about, well, Hollow Earth maybe doesn't, time doesn't work differently on there. Let's not forget, that's also what 2021, I believe, is when Godzilla X-Kong happens. So it's a number of years later in the Mm -hmm. legendary timeline. And I don't know if anybody else picked it up, but at the end of the episode, when the sphere is returning, it diverts. Mm-hmm. In in the rift, it doesn't go straight. There's a diversion, it's pulled yeah. to the side. And they, they made sure to show that like it meant something. Yeah. So I think that's because Kentaro, Ken, and Axis, uh and Apex figured out a way to kind of manipulate it a little bit to pull it back to a particular time. That's why it was only two years, not 30. Right. You know? So maybe. A couple, you know, as a couple years pass and we get to 2021, the manipulation is even better that they can actually control the time frame of when they go in and when they
3: return. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's been a while since I've watched Godzilla versus Kong. So I don't know if they talk about time in those. I don't remember either. Machine. They and don't. Those implements and stuff as much. Yeah. I, it's been I a little bit. They do. They don't. I, I, I checked
1: think, it out last week. Yeah, I think the only thing they really make sure to mention is that they need a vehicle to get there because Mm -hmm. you can't just jump in and yeah, and so but that also might be because there's manipulation involved. Now, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't manipulate anything if you just fall in. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I think, uh, you know, there's other that's one of the things that makes a great finale is it leaves you with more questions. (laughs) <laughs> which is why we need a season two.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely <angry>. do.
1: <laughs> you know, but that is something we have to correct. Mark, you and I talked about last week and that I had made mention that I thought Shaw was only down there for a couple of hours, but he, was, he says, he says yeah. in this episode, what felt like a week. Yeah. So it was a number of days he was down there.
2: He said, uh, he was there for only about a week or two to be exact. I actually took notes and yeah. And then she said that she was down there for 57 days. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. Um, Daphne, how about you?
4: Well, Take I thought.
1: Another-
4: okay. So I thought it was pretty. What was pretty sad is once Shaw did get back, they sent him to live in a home f- away from other people. Yeah. Well, they, put,
1: they isolated him.
4: They isolated him. And I thought that was really sad. To see him, all the involvement that he had and everything that he was doing. And he had to deal with coming back And his two favorite people. One had died before, but then he comes back and finds out that Bill Randa is also dead. And Hiroshi is all grown up, and then he has to go off to live in this home. And then you see him as, you know, the younger Randa... um, yeah, the younger Randa, and then the older Randa, just taking medication, reminded me a lot of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where people are just medicated, and that's their life. Yeah. And this character that we've gotten to know, you just feel really bad about. I mean, I just it disappointed me.
1: Well, that was that, that, that was that's last what they episode did to him. Yeah, yeah. That was last episode too. But yeah, we had mentioned that last uh, last week when we covered the series in that. The, the most disappointing part to me, that was kind of what led me to believe that we were possibly getting a Lee Shaw sacrifice in this yeah, mm-hmm. because that was the end of Wyatt Russell's story.
3: Mm-hmm. We yeah. weren't
1: going to get any more Wyatt Russell. And then what do you need Lee Shaw for after that?
3: Right. Which I, I had a feeling he would sacrifice himself for Keiko and really for, for all of them. However, you've talked about this idea of a season two. I think they, they planted some seeds that, if we get a season two, which they feel I've I've seen something that they feel confident that it's a very high possibility, uh, that maybe we we put together a team and and go back for Leisha. Yeah, yeah. It I don't be think Hiroshi. I don't think Kurt Russell might is necessarily done with this show. think Ken. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we yeah we, we had mentioned, for
1: those of you listening right now, we're actually recording this before the episode airs. So w- we've been saying for a while that if there's an ounce- announcement of a season two, it's most likely going to be right after the finale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the time we're recording this, we're we're the sure. finale hasn't technically yeah. aired. So we don't know yet if there's a mm-hmm. season two. We might talk about it later in the episode because Mark and I will be re- recording again all the feedback after the episode airs. So this is recording in two parts, but as of now, there has been no season two announcement. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. It would be interesting if they like, for the fact the way they left it off as Lee being dropped, there could be a, a, a crew that could goes back for him. We could still get flashbacks with Wyatt based upon, Hey, we're looking at it. And Lee Shaw's memory of, when he was back there on on Access Monday and like during that, those two weeks and he'll remember key locations and then you see his adventure and then people coming for him and in her, his survival as a 90 year old man. Um and,
1: and then have some come back 90s in his 70s.
4: <laughs> yeah, but in real time he's 90. like oh no, in it, his
1: real time he's in his 70s. in, in yeah. his real time. yes, but
4: but I did I liked how he approached Keiko and just hid behind the tree and just talked it out with her first and saying, when I came here before, I went back and it had yeah. been 20 years. It's not the same. You know, he talked her through it, man, because this was a huge like thing for her to have to deal with. I just to me, this was a very emotional episode. There was a lot Mm -hmm. of emotion.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mentioned there like the ups and downs, but I will say that the Kiko and Shaw reunion in this episode was one of the most emotional things I've seen in a while. Like it was, I'm yeah. just sitting there like literally tearing up just like, yeah. wow. Cause yeah. she's learning about Bill's death that her little boy has grown up and has children, or at least this one child that she knows of at the time. There's a lot to take in plus all the time she's missed. And I have to give it to Kurt Russell again, as you mentioned, he's hiding. Cause it's like, I'm about to drop a bunch of heavy shit on you. Let's not start with, Oh, also I'm old and all this time has gone by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the way that there's a little crack and pain in his voice when he delivers the line he says that was 33 years ago like there's there's a way that when he says that you're like oh he is he knows what he's saying right there is crushing her and it's mm-hmm. hard for him to get it out and i thought that was a really cool choice in delivery well oh, just yeah. the f- yeah. just the
1: fact that he's the way he approached it the way he's hiding behind the tree so yes. that Keiko can't see him as he's dropping these literal bombs on her not literal figurative bombs on her that goes to show you right there that it was more about her than him. Mm -hmm.
4: Yes. The way he
1: treated her in that moment, he didn't make it about himself at all. And, you know, we've seen it in the past that like, there's been hints about his true feelings for Keiko. And Mm -hmm. that was a prime example of it. And you're right. I'm, In my older age, I have become a huge sap. It is incredibly easy (laughs) to make me tear up and get me choked up, and that scene was one of two that got me choked up in this episode. The other one was Keiko and Hiroshi. Yes.
2: Yes, yes, and I I just love the uh, the whole with Lee and his uh, scene with Keiko. Not only was that him building up that his emotions and how to ex- explain it to Keiko, but also that look of happiness of like, I'm not crazy. She was alive all this time. And my journey back then was right. And my journey now is right too. Cause you could see that relief and that him smiling too, at that point, as well as warming up with all the other emotions involved with telling her the truth of what happened while she was well,
4: gone. It- he had to tell her that her husband was dead. Yeah. And that was just so upsetting. I mean, she this was a lot for her to have to accept. And <laughs> in an emo-
1: minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was lit- it was an emotional tug of war for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was yeah. told she went from being happy that Lee was there and that she was seeing other people to being told that Bill was dead. And her son grew up.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And by the
1: way, like, this is your granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: there were well, a lot, a lot of reunions in this episode. I feel oh, yeah. like that yeah. there, that's a lot to talk about in itself.
1: Well, I also like the fact too that in that reunion, that Lee did not he did not drop the bomb that Kate was her granddaughter. Kate no, did. right. Yeah, he let Kate do that. Yeah. Yes. Which was. Was big. I mean, that was you know, for for her to realize that, and, and that's, yeah, and then Kate actually
2: states that Kentaro is her grandson, grandson. son as well at the very end. And after uh she saw Hiroshi. it's
1: I, the I first time, cool. time. Yeah, it I feel like
4: referred to him as her brother.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: And and Kate,
3: it, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> like, well, I have a note <laughs> about that. I'm so <laughs> <quite> excited. it's so hard. Yeah, no, because I know you're probably saying the same thing. So it's. But I was just like I'm excited because like oh if you're not gonna say it uh yeah it's just echo you said so you can continue on with it but that it's a very personal arc for Kate like a big moment for her because the first time they met like she hated Kentaro like there's so much (laughs) animosity and like contempt for him and it's not necessarily because of him personally it's just this she looks at him and he's like he is a product of my father's infidelity all the lies that I've been fed my whole life and then we. Go here to the end where she's literally introducing him as, and here's my brother. And I thought it was, it's really cool. Of course, there's a lot more that they're going to have to run through. Keiko, Mm -hmm. it gets a lot more complicated, but we're keeping it simple for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Keiko's going to start smacking Hiroshi around. What are you doing? Why did you cheat on your wife?
4: Well, there, yeah, there's so much. I mean, Keiko herself has like multiple reunions with people, and then. Kintaro has his reunion with his father that was not the the nicest, sweetest moments when they first get back together and he finds him in his office and asks him what he's doing there. And, you know, Kintaro is like, he wants to do something, but he's really pissed at his father for the whole story of thinking that his mother... He and his mother were the family when there was this whole other family going on.
2: Well, he also had to explain that to Emiko himself when he shows up at the apartment packing his thing, saying he's going back to San Francisco. And you could see her. She is pretty much done with him
0: Mm -hmm. as it
2: is. And he said he was going to start filing stuff for the divorce. But then him and Kentaro had that uh, conversation and then later on they had that interaction again.
1: I wonder, I wonder how the lawyer is going to take filing a divorce after having a death certificate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause he's, I think he's been declared dead at this point. Um, Or maybe just assumed dead and not technically declared dead yet? I I don't know. Um, And they're going to be like, you owe back taxes in Japan and in the United States.
4: There's a lot of red tape and paperwork that's going to be involved in unraveling all of this. Maybe he wants to run away again.
1: This is a first for me as a lawyer. You owe alimony to two women. Mm -hmm. I loved... And child support.
4: I loved the Emiko. like She... She just basically told him, you need to be in your son's life. And then she takes her wedding ring and puts it on the box. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, way to empower yourself in right. this situation. I had to
3: feel good. It's like she's, she's been bottling up a lot because it's like, I thought you were dead. And then you're not. But then you've also been cheating on me. And it's like, it's a lot to deal with. And it's it's a very mic drop moment. She's like, you need to be in your son's life. And you've meant a lot to me. And through everything you've done for me, you're a good man. But like. We're done. <laughs> yeah. <is> very-
2: <laughs> and just think if yeah. he ever meets, uh, meets up with uh, Kate's mom, because Kate's mom already has a guy in the winds waiting for. her.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I, know. And, and I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's, we've talked about it already. There's a lot of seeds planted for a season two. There's yes. more, there's more interaction with Hiroshi. And I want to call her Yumiko because that's her name <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in the Karate Kid, but that's not her name in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to call her Yumiko, but that's not her name. Um, you know, there's more interaction between that. We have, as you mentioned, Mark, there's more we can do with Lee Shaw if we wanted to bring Wyatt Russell back. Because oh, yeah. there's, there's a week or two in Access Monday that they could kind of throw in there to use as a way to bring that back. There's mm-hmm. the two years that uh, Kentaro and Tim and Apex have been working. Mm -hmm. On that, and then not only that, but in that interaction between Kentaro and Hiroshi, you know, we saw last week Hiroshi when he sees Lee blaming his family for everything and wanting to stay as far away from it as possible to this episode wanting to prove his family right. Yeah, what happened in all that time that changed that? Yeah, how do
4: we get here? How did we get here? Because it is a little bit confusing because you don't have the in-between story yet.
1: Yeah. Which we could get for season two. Like that's more of what they can do.
3: I I could use more Hiroshi to like really build him up as a character. Because honestly, I still have a hard time seeing him as a sympathetic figure. I want to know. I'll I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a bad friend and I haven't listened to all of your coverage of this show. I've listened to bits and pieces in some episodes. But... But so maybe, <laughs> why, why fine, I'm saying fine. that? Why I'm it's saying fine. that is because maybe you've talked about this stuff uh, before. But like, I want to know what what are your views on Hiroshi as a whole? Like I said, I still struggle with it because it's like you had two secret families that you're keeping from each other, and then you abandon both of them, letting. You know, even if the wreck was real, like you survived and instead of going to them, you're like, let's just play this whole fake death situation because now it gives me more free time to continue yeah. on my pursuits. Like, yes, we get it. You're trying to do something important, but it's very selfish and hurtful towards the people that love you. And yeah, so it's still hard for me to view him as a, as a sympathetic person.
1: Well, I feel like it's almost, you know, they talk a lot about how Bill Randa kind of went the tin hat route. Um, <laughs> I feel like Hiroshi almost kind of did the same thing. I feel like there was some kind of switch that because we talked about this last episode as well. We made the theory that the the nurse that Lee Shaw holds hostage is potentially Emiko. I thought so. I too. think
4: it is. Absolutely. I, I think I,
1: I think it is. And then yeah. Hiroshi says in this episode, would you have preferred it if I didn't fall in love with your mother? Meaning, because we already know Kate is older than Hiroshi. Kate is the older sister. So in that moment, if that nurse was Emiko, that was the moment that those two met. And Mm
3: -hmm. Hiroshi already had a family at home. And that, Kentaro, is how I met your mother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well done.
1: Well done. Points for that. Um, So, yeah, you know, so there's... I feel like in that moment, he really did probably still love Yumiko. It's not you still love not Yumiko Um, and and Emiko. Now it's getting confusing because they they sound similar. Yes. Um, But then maybe we as we just mentioned, something happens that changes his opinion that he wants to prove his family right rather than blame them for everything. And I feel like maybe that's Hiroshi's tin hat moment. The same thing with Bill. You know, Bill went through the same thing. He he had a theory, wanted to prove it, and he kind of drove him crazy. I'm not defending Hiroshi in any way by saying that, but I feel like Hiroshi had his Bill Randa moment and mm. had something that just made him kind of think about nothing else but that. If You know, that yeah. that's my opinion on Hiroshi. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's an, an incredibly sympathetic character. However, I don't know about you guys, but in the moment that we see Hiroshi step forward, when they all return mm-hmm. right before that reunion, I almost feel like that's a different Hiroshi.
2: Yes. Yeah, I got that feeling, too.
4: I feel like he's had to deal with his all
2: this pain. Yeah. Well, he also has to deal with the pain of his family. He lost his father before that. He long lost his mother. And now his mother's come back, and yeah. uh, I feel bad for Keiko because she's coming back after how many years? Fifty six years? Something. It's- no, fifty
1: yeah. seven. 57- well, yeah,
2: fifty six years or something like that. Or if you say fifty eight years, because they're two years later from the time that they all dropped in anyway to uh uh the... Uh, Access Monday. What, Access Monday. Now I'm sorry, i forget Not it.
1: Monday.
3: Access Monday. <laughs> Welcome to Access Monday on E! Network. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the new song by Access Monday.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> the
3: spin-off of Blue
2: Monday. <laughs> yep. uh, she's going to yes. start feeling like John C. O'Reilly, who also played what in Kong Skull Island, ladies and gentlemen?
4: Hank Marlowe. Marlow. God damn you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, though, Mark? I... Uh, I mean, let's look at it. Hank Marlowe was lost on Skull Island and yeah, they but came not- back so much. At least the years went by. Yeah. They were actually happening, but he had to come back and acclimate to the world again.
2: Yeah. Yes, he did.
4: She's having to do that as well.
2: And I love but how I mean, like- Lee actually talked about that, too. He goes, yeah, TV's got fl- bigger and flatter and there's more of them around. <laughs> you can do everything with your phone. Well, oh, I actually, she, the moon.
1: <laughs> I actually really, really liked Lee's explanation of the future to, mm-hmm. to Keiko. It was, yeah. it was so simple and oddly comforting at the same time to make her really not feel like she missed too much, you mm-hmm. know, mentioning that TVs are flat and everybody's got one, you know, <laughs> gizmos and like telephones do a lot more. We went to the moon, but I missed that one too. Cause you know, I was here, uh, <laughs> You he know, he played and he's it down. Like, really. He did. He played like, it the, all down. You know, but other than that, you know, like conflicts, resolutions, mothers, fathers, families. I'm like, yeah, it, like it hasn't changed.
3: It hasn't changed. <laughs> people are people, and it's still yep. the world that that you could live in and be part yeah. of. It. Yeah, yeah. Although I did like the conversation that they were jokingly
1: saying later. Like assuming when they returned, it was going to be years in the future, and like they were <laughs> like, "Well, I w- I just can't wait to get back to flying cars and <laughs> yeah, robot butlers and, and stuff. Ro- yeah. robot <laughs> butlers." Yeah. Couldn't think of what one of the other things that was said was.
4: That sounds but, yeah. a lot like the Jetsons. Mm.
1: That's probably what he was thinking of. To be <laughs> honest with you, yeah. it could have been what he was referencing. So, but yeah, I mean, it was just. So many emotional returns that happened mm-hmm. with this. I choke. I got choked up a number of times in this episode. It's so weird. Getting older, man. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> you got choked up at a Godzilla television show.
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> this happens. It's how it did is. Did you watch
1: it? It's, it's so good
4: damn TV, good, man.
1: <laughs> it's about a lizard. It's so good. <laughs> I did find it interesting, though, that. Keiko did have the Titan phone, as we've been so eloquently mm-hmm. calling it. Yeah. Uh, which is the one that came down with Shaw. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yes, and so, she changed it a little bit, and that's why he told her to change it back.
3: Well, I think she modified it to be a, a beacon. A, yeah. a, well, yeah, she modified the it to signal be a that, yeah. that Monarch is is getting that Tim is so adamant about following, is this signal that she reversed and sent up and of course i'm wondering it's like well he told her to switch it back so that they could leave mm-hmm. wouldn't then tim and them not see that signal anymore but then i was like time works differently it's going to be a way later that, that actually happens <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we
1: we kind of had the we had that theory last week which really wasn't a theory it was just like oh that signal is probably keiko's that mm-hmm. was the extent of our theory And it turned out, you know, we were right. Because even Tim says that's probably Kay. You know, there's a chance Kay is still alive. And Well,
4: Tim had a moment in this episode where he could have just sat down at the Monarch desk and continued on with that work. And he just said no and walked away from it because he felt strongly about doing the right thing. Or at least doing this thing. And that's kind of an arc for his character, too, because I felt like he was this Monarch devotee right from the very beginning. And I feel like he's gotten to know the people involved and decided that what they're doing is a much better route, or at least he believes more in what they're doing versus what Monarch was doing.
2: He wanted to get away from Verdugo. That's all. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) He he grew an attachment to the Randa clan and now he's (laughs) got. But then he (laughs)
2: sided with uh, somebody that was what? Hunting down May at one point because of what May had yeah. done to and which is part of Apex. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Tim, Tim had you're you're right, Daphne, Tim kind of had a big learning arc in, in mm-hmm. this. you know, in the beginning, he's the man in the basement and then he's brought up to be on the street. And he seems kind of nefarious at that point in the series earlier on, because it looks like he's trying to kidnap May and, and Kentaro and Kate and then you find out, like, he's like, yeah, things didn't go right. <laughs> because, you know, he went about things the wrong way. And we even said that was most likely the case.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. now
1: he is this guy who knows that Monarch's legacy is the Randas. And the Randas are Monarch's legacy. Like, they're the, each other's legacy. These are the people that need to be involved. And he sides with them in the end. Mm-hmm. And it, he, he walks away from Monarch.
4: Mm-hmm. How cool was it that his office was...
1: Bill I Randa's office. office, yeah. yeah. I thought, thought that was, was awesome. just
4: fantastic. Yeah, those little things like that just meant something. Let's
2: yeah. never yeah. fix that wall. It's okay. <laughs> Leave the hole in the wall from his fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he
3: he left Monarch, but then he goes to work with Apex, which we know. Watching the movies, Apex goes on to like build Mecha Godzilla and do all these yep. other ridiculous things. So, like, is it really much of a change? Uh, but, <laughs> no. but no, but it makes me wonder. Like, and what do you guys think? the characters from this show what role if any do they even play a role in the film franchise in the monsterverse do we see any of these characters crossover do we see any mentions does this show how does the show affect the the films
1: i i honestly think here this is one of the things i really hope we're going to get in season 2 if you know if and when there is a season 2 mm-hmm. i i think we need sarazawa we need Sarazawa to to make the appearance because yes,
0: one hundred percent.
1: The way this season ends, it makes it look like Monarch is the villain and Apex is the savior. Mm-hmm. And we know from the future of the legendary timeline that is not the case. No, it is quite the opposite. Monarch, I think at this point is still trying to find itself, which is why it seems like it's the villain. But as you mentioned, Peake. Apex is the one behind Mecha Godzilla. They are the big bad. They are the yeah. big bad company. I think we need to see an arc in season two where Kentaro, Tim, uh, Kate, <clears throat> the rest of the Randa clan, they need to learn the true intentions of Apex.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. timeline wise, because you say Sarazawa, like Ichiro Sarazawa is is dead in this timeline already. Where they're at? Uh, oh, that's right. Re- he died in Godzilla. And King of the Monsters. No, he's still alive because King of the Monsters, Monsters. Uh, yeah.
0: well, no, so, Monsters has not
3: happened yet. Yeah. No, I the the where, this, where this ends with Apex? We're in 2017. We're 17. There. We? They're on in the... 2017. Yeah. Are we? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. With it's only two years later. Yep. So yeah. Sarazawa is still alive. Because they have so the far, Apex yeah. base on Skull Island, which I was connecting to Godzilla versus Kong, which we're still years away from, which Mm -hmm. they skipped over King of the Monsters, but maybe not.
2: It's like before Jurassic Park became Jurassic Park, they put, you know, stuff on Skull Island.
3: Because, again, it's been a while since I've watched the movie. So I was like, (laughs) oh, King of the Monsters. And I was like, oh, well, they're already on Skull Island with this base. So King of the Monsters
1: is... King of them they are currently in 2017. King of the mm-hmm. Monsters is 2019. Okay, Godzilla so versus Kong is 2021. So they're still on the way to that. Actually, yes.
4: Um I looked up a timeline when I was doing prep for this. Godzilla versus Kong according to this timeline was 2024.
3: Okay. Not well, so really then we're cool. still a number of oh, years. Right. We're still yeah, still earlier. years. Yeah. yeah. So this so, is like a little early hint at, at Kong yeah. before he yeah. actually shows
1: back up in I know. the well, because, timeline. Well, because remember, at the end of this episode, they're, sh- they're locking down because of Kong. Yeah. But in Godzilla versus Kong, they like kind of have, yeah. they're working with him. They have him in captivity because they have that little girl that kind yes. of connects to him. So yeah. we haven't seen that yet. Actually, at this point, that little girl is
3: probably an infant. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: True. Yeah. And because, they don't have a barrier around the island too, no. around the sky. That's a good
3: point. So thanks for that. Yeah. You're kind of clearing things up. So then it makes more sense with another note where I was like, okay, so if we get a season two, it's going to go into King of the Monsters stuff. Cause Verdugo yeah. and, and Monarch is paying attention to all these like, you know, eminent monster threats all over the map. And I was like, well, that sets up King of the Monsters. Although it like does. Vera Farmiga, her character in King of the Monsters has this other device that like also lures them out and makes it worse. I don't know if they'll tie into all that or not. Yeah. Well, look, when, yeah. when when car phones came out,
1: they were freaking the size of like duffel bags and now they fit in our pocket. Right. So we've yeah. seen the duffel bag version of the Titan phone. We have, yeah. And then in King of the Monsters, we get the pocket version. <laughs> the Nintendo version. Yeah. But that is a good point. That probably is a future version mm-hmm. of what we're seeing now in yeah. Legacy of Monsters. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really yeah. think about that.
4: I When I looked up the timeline, because I wanted to get it straight in my head before we were talking about it. And Monarch um, Legacy of Monsters fits right in between Godzilla and King of the Monsters. So it's mm-hmm. like it's sandwiched right in there. And they can make that go for as long as they want to, really. I mean, oh, yeah. depending on what story they want to tell. Um, But I think you're right. And I about it. T- potentially tying into King of the Monsters, I'm excited about that because the monsters we got to see in this were really well done, and I want to see what else they'll uncover as they go forward. Because yeah. I really enjoyed King of the Monsters.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was I wondering if they were going to try to tie it into New Empire, but they've still got plenty of years of stories mm-hmm. to tell. Oh, yeah.
4: So yeah, yeah. So Ben, I'm with you. I want Sarazawa to be tied into this.
1: I want Sarazawa in season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think okay. it would be. I think happen. it would be good, even if it's in flashback form. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Because we're, you know we're going to see him heavily involved later on. Because mm-hmm. you're right. 2014 was the Godzilla attack on San Francisco. That was um whatever they classed G Day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2015 is Legacy of Monsters. 2017 is now. Legacy of Monsters and then mm-hmm. 2019 is King of Monsters so mm-hmm. they're kind of square in the middle in between and that timeline huh. so but there's a long way to go because if as you mentioned Godzilla versus Kong is 2024 20, then
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: still another other four five more years yeah after King of Monsters
4: I mean, unless, yeah, unless the timeline's wrong. And you know what? It's the internet, so it could be wrong. (laughs) I'm not really sure. (laughs) No, I I believe it. One other thing I just found is, according to this wiki, um, Verdugo was actually reprimanding Tim in episode three and mentioned and questioned him and said, why did you not consult me or Dr. Sarazawa first?
2: Yeah, I remember. before
4: that, yeah, yeah he's so mentioned. He's mentioned, so I think we have to see him. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think too. He needs I, to be. He needs to be in there. I agree. It'd be nice to yeah. see him again. I, I think <laughs> Sarazawa yeah, needs I agree. to be.
1: I think Sarazawa needs to be the linchpin that brings the Randa family back to Monarch.
2: Yeah, in mm-hmm. season two. And then Tim back to Monarch, too. And then we could see them for how they're helping the world, too. They might be the the people that uh, helps Monarch get back to taking care of the world. Because like you said before, Ben, with previous episodes, they were... Going there when uh, disaster sites from these Titans and helping out with FEMA and everything else.
1: Well, they were staying. they were doing in the earlier episode, like G Day, they were literally there just doing research. Yeah, they weren't uh, weren't involved. They were staying in the shadows. But in King of the Monsters, yeah, they're helping. They're assisting FEMA and they're helping in relief efforts after Titan attacks. I'll I'll tell you one of the things I would like to see getting back to season two and seeing them come back to Monarch. I'd like to see Tim take over Verdugo's position. That would be fun.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to think of his character at first. Because one thing I think this series has done well is if you have never seen any of the movies at all, and this is your first introduction to things, it's kind of hard to figure out who's good and who's bad. Like who? Mm-hmm. Sh- yeah. I mean, you who's good as far as Kate and Kentaro? Like, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. But as far as Apex and Monarch, if this is your first introduction, I think it's, I mean, it kind of switches back and forth and it, it's hard to know. It's kind of like, who is, who's the worst at this time? Well, you're <laughs> yeah. worse. So we're going to go over here. And then who's you're the lesser worst, of, the yeah, right of the two evils right now? The two evils. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of what we got this season. Um, I can't imagine that this was um, people's first like, introduction. introduction to this <laughs> if it is
2: surprised
4: if you if it is and you're listening to this podcast go back and watch the other movies <laughs> well, i talked about
1: I, talk, I talked about it last week you know mark i mentioned it to you last week on new year's eve i was with when i was with my friends my friend tj approached me and said like monarch is so good and then he mentioned that he's never seen any of the movies. I was like, well, first off, you need to go watch the movies. Yeah, I was like, second off, but that's what makes the show so good is that it's able to tell this story even for the novice to this universe. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. able to follow along. And for somebody who has never seen the movies, like you mentioned, Daphne, who doesn't know who's good and who's bad. Yeah, We've kind of spoiled it a little bit for anybody who's listening to us, if you've never seen the movies, and apologies for that. Spoiler alert. (laughs) nine episodes too long too late um but yeah
4: when we started covering them on run for your lives the movies i'd really only seen godzilla 2014 like that was all i had seen in this mm -hmm. monsterverse and so pretty quickly i got through all of them because we were trying to get caught up so we could do godzilla versus kong And I didn't realize how good the movies were going to be because the other Godzilla movie that I had made that was an Americanized, you know, production, I guess, American production, um, I didn't love it.
1: So well, I think I, yeah. I feel I like we need to... Matthew Broderick in season two as well. <laughs> <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> Let's not.
1: Dr. Tetopoulos, right. we need you back. All
2: right.
1: fine. Hank is area. We'll se- I'll settle for Hank is area. Well,
2: if
4: they're gonna bring Okay, up, all right.
2: If they're gonna do
1: a season two of Monarch, they, instead of just
2: Sarazawa, they need to get Bradley Whitford back as Dr. Rick Stanton too.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh yes Wholeheartedly (laughs) agree Absolutely
1: Well, I mean there's a number of characters that they could bring back You know to kind of tie into the movies If they do a season two And a lot of times that's usually what you find With these shows is season one is usually a good test To Mm -hmm. see what the audience Is going to be and if it's a good audience They'll kind of up the stakes a little bit in season two So Mm -hmm. we might see Bradley Whitford Return we might see the actor that played Sarazawa return Yeah, Uh, You know And who knows what other surprises we're going to get in in a season two. Mm -hmm.
4: I'm sure that they have a pretty big budget, but I also think that it's not an unlimited budget. So they Mm -hmm. have to be very careful how they spend their money.
1: And it's also not an Amazon Lord of the Rings budget either. Yeah, that is true.
4: No, which is why, which is what makes what they did with the effects even Bigger because yes,
2: sparingly giving us the monster yeah. here and there for certain times is good, and then extending the story and the plot and the drama and you know the character building.
1: Yeah, well, even even the fight, which we haven't even talked about yet, between Godzilla <laughs> and the Ion Dragon, yeah, was oh, so man. badass. Yeah,
3: it was, was like Titan fighting the finale. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah.
1: The, I mean, and it's done so well and anticipated so much that even though we saw the trailer and we see this fight happen in the yeah. trailer, so we know it's coming, but that moment, man, where like they're like, something's coming down, and we're all like, we know it's Godzilla, but this is gonna be he's about to make a <laughs> fucking entrance, yes, yeah. you know. And, and it reminded he slowly me of like steps out of that rift, man. It's like, so yes.
2: Yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, uh, like, think about the original King Kong and the mm-hmm. fight in, in, you know, the underworld and everything. I would say it just reminded me of that. And it's what people wanted. That's exactly what everybody wants at the end of any large monster movie, any kaiju film or Godzilla film or Kong film. They want to see that big monster battle. So, we never really got a big monster battle throughout the season, but they ended it, and like they would do in any kaiju movie, put it towards the end. Yeah.
1: yeah gotta get it and, and the special <laughs> effects were great. Like it, mm-hmm. it looked like it could have fit in any of the legendary movies. Yes. You know, first, they, they
3: looked tiny, little bit of me, and I was like, "Is that Rodan?" And I was like, "No, that no, would have been no." Different. I know, <laughs> I thought the like same it, thing. Picked. First, like just like the like wingspan, when it first comes up, I was like, "Are they doing uh, that?" And then I was like, "No, it's something no, different." But yet. it's still cool design, but it's yeah, no, small. But I feel like
4: th- that baited you for when Kong came in the end because mm-hmm. you're you're looking and you're thinking, "Oh, that could be Rodan," and it isn't. And then I was like, "Okay, no, they're not going to do that." And then here comes Kong at the end. I was screaming. <laughs> Kong, like, I was just so excited.
1: I will say, one of the things, one of the things I really liked and appreciated as far as storytelling, even with that monster fight, was the use of the Ion Dragon for the fight at the end. Because we talked about this last episode in that, you know, when Hiroshi is blaming Shaw for his, for their legacy starting everything, it was the Ion Dragon. That was the first Titan. that That they they saw that they saw yeah and what got them and is what launched monarch so for the ion dragon to be the titan that godzilla fights and defeats it's kind of like okay we just closed this chapter Mm -hmm. by ripping off his damn wing (laughs) and tossing him aside So, yeah, I, I really liked the fact that it was the Ion Dragon that, that was the fight at the end, because it really bookended this story.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Tied it together. In, it could have been any um, Titan. Great
1: way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it could have been. The yeah. use yeah. of the Ion Dragon was was well done.
2: It, it was smart yeah. to keep what they have already existing within this universe already and what they've already introduced us to. Because introducing a, a brand new Titan at this point, like, hold on, here comes Angulus. Oh, what is this monster? (laughs) Right. It's just out of the blue. It's like, what is this? Oh, I've never seen this before. It looks cool, but that's about it.
4: it. It's better to use what we already know.
3: I did just have a a little thought. If we're making little like season two, uh, wish lists, not not only predictions, but just wish lists, like things I want. I mean, if we're, if we're moving into the era of King of the Monsters, there are so many great Titans that are in that movie. that only get like yes. a couple of frames and just like a little. Oh measure. yeah. Let's start playing with those and get a little bit more of those Titans in season two. If we can, that would be nice.
4: Yeah. I
1: agree.
3: I, I'm for that, but also at the same time,
1: let's not put too much of a focus on the Titans either. Right, I right, want to, yeah. I still want to keep the focus
3: on the people. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's some one of those, like the behemoth would... and stuff that we like, I want to see more of that one, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. just. Like... Yeah, true. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Because let's face it, Ben, people want the monsters. They do. Like fans yeah. of this series of the Monsterverse want to see monsters. I'm one in of them. in addition to the story. Same same yeah. here. Just be clever about picking which ones that oh, you bring in.
2: Yeah. You have
4: to bring them all in. We're not gonna have a parade.
2: What Just I'm surprised. In. <laughs> what I'm surprised that they didn't do for this show and for the fact that it is mo- you know, legacy of monsters. They have monsters in it. You don't see uh, like any toys coming out of the creatures in any way.
1: Listeners, this was just an excuse for Mark to show his Godzilla toy on camera. Yes,
2: I like my Godzilla toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old NECA that they're hard to come by, too, by the way. No, but, but
1: you are right. There's there's no merchandise for this.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they could easily... And the idea of anything, a lot of it, and I've said it before, in Japan, a lot of it went for... In the very beginning, Godzilla was marked as a serious commentary on what happened after the war then eventually it led into these kind of like oh let's make it a monster movie and then they started gearing it from like the 60s all the way into the 70s as for kids they did that in the 80s as well into the 90s they could have easily done this now they're you know the very beginning of this with this particular season is geared more towards you know the uh, adults, I would say, I, I think the kids could easily watch it. There was nothing really terrible about it. it Maybe a couple of "quote unquote" sexy scenes uh, <laughs> with May and Kentaro, or what have you. But I, the if you look at what they're doing with King of uh, Godzilla X Kong, that's focusing more towards kids and more family fun with the big monster. As it is.
4: <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: I
1: don't know about that either. Maybe,
4: but... ad- maybe adult children, meaning you know, Me? a- yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. I I feel like the movies are the bigger opportunities for the merchandise than yeah. than the television. Series. It is right. yeah. because nobody's running out to to Target or going on Amazon to buy the Kentaro figure. <laughs> I
3: you, you know. don't want him with his little like artsy flair. You know? I want the
2: yeah. Lee Shaw and the young Lee Shaw dads. So now together. that <laughs> I would
3: actually get.
1: I would get the dual Lee Shaw figures. Uh-huh. I, would, yeah. I would get that. But the Quintaro, but the Kentaro figure that comes with the ticket to his art installation, I don't want
0: right. it. Like, <laughs> I,
3: I, was, I have a funny little note <laughs> in here. I was like, man, Kintaro really shows his artsy side in this episode where he does the very dramatic behind the door reveal with the sassy flair. You know, Tim, there's the knock at the door and and Hiroshi opens it and it's Tim. And then he's like, don't you want our help or we're here to help you? And he's like, we. And then Kintaro's like, surprise, I'm here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was he a magician? Yeah, that's what I was thinking
1: too. I just realized two figures would be a reveal. Ah, Figures would be a bad idea because Hiroshi's pencil shavings are a, are a choking hazard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just get lost in the dirt. <laughs> they they, just, the they just get lost the moment you open the package. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: There they are, and now they're gone. And kids lose everything when it's little pieces that come with always like this. If it's a kid, they're going to lose it. Yeah, Those little things are going to be gone. It's just yeah. what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. But, you know, getting back to the, the the fights and everything, you know, of wanting the monster fights, too, I think one of the best parts about this was when I was watching that fight between Godzilla and the Ion Dragon, knowing full well this is not nearly the last time we see Godzilla because there are two soon to be three more movies involving him. (laughs) Yeah. But the moment where the ion dragon like vomits that stuff on his face and he's like hurt, like covering his eyes. I'm (laughs) like, Oh no, (laughs) no. Like, wait, I know he survives. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) think he's fine. You (laughs) (laughs) man, that blue tail going up, man is just,
3: it's amazing.
1: It's such a cool moment. so but yeah the the monster fights the emotions of the reunions there's so much packed into this finale and there's so much they could do with the second season yeah that I really really hope we get it soon um any other like i i've pretty i think I've covered pretty much a lot of you know we've been jumping around but i think, I think we've covered almost everything I had in my notes. I, if anybody else has anything
3: else, please. I I literally had one note left which is just the the idea of of Shaw bringing them back to the vessel, the ship, whatever the the thing that they took yeah. down, uh operation uh what was it uh just like left my head. But uh whatever. Um,
1: oh, um Hold on. I have it. I have Hourglass. it. Hourglass, right? Operation yeah. Hourglass, yes. And um, I literally yeah. pulled my notes from last week. <laughs> yeah,
3: but, uh, <laughs> when he takes them back to that, and I like that, you know, just that little is like, oh my God, it's still full of fuel. And is like, it's been here for like a few weeks. Yeah. Remember? It's, <laughs> it's only been a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, this kind of moment of Keiko being like, I'm staying, I'm not going. And she's, mm-hmm. which seems a little overdramatic, but it's still made for a good moment of Kate being the one to like talk her back in and being like, I'm family. I want you. I love you. I need you. Like there this curse something. ends now. Yeah. There's something yeah. for yeah. you, yeah. which is great. Cause it's like, why would you want to stay there? It's like, yeah, I heard your reasons. You're talking about like, you know, my, my kids all grown up and I don't want to just like, she's like really in her feelings, which she's been through a lot. I get it. Yeah. But it's like, still, isn't it worse to remain in danger, death, monster world? Like, let's, let's really think about your like, well-being <laughs> for a minute. Like, you know, well, back to the plain world sounds like a good idea. L- yeah. Let's talk
2: about that uh, Operation Hourglass. What Do you see a connection between that and the monarch symbol itself? It looks I did. Like a I thought about that yeah. last week and I hourglass. didn't bring it up.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably why it was named Operation Hourglass mm-hmm. is because the sideways hourglass is the symbol of monarch.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's why that was called that. And I did forget to bring that up last week. So, Mark, I'm glad you brought that up.
3: So um anybody that else theme song is fire. What's <laughs> that? So that theme song, the intro music is fire. It gets stuck right every yep. week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I every week,
1: man, my head yep. is bobbing to it. <laughs> yeah.
4: And I watched a lot of this series in the last like three or four days because <laughs> I was way behind on it. Um and I think it helped me. Really get into it more, being able to binge it like I did.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so hopefully, there's get- more viewers in that way that, like, if it's highly bingeable, that's good to know.
4: It yeah, is. I kind of, I kind it's of hard wonder. to stop. That's the thing. And I got to like episode seven, and I was still like a couple days away from <laughs> this recording. And I didn't want to watch nine and 10 until I was like, you know, yesterday or today. It was hard to wait because. I was too into it. I was so excited.
1: I'm trying to see um, how well is this TV series doing in the United States found that the audience demand for Monarch Legacy of Monsters is 30.9 times the demand of average TV series. So it's it's doing well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We already spoke about it. It was the most torrented uh, show recently.
1: Than any yeah. other show, which I which I said was is laughable because that's the one thing we didn't have to do since Apple gave us the. Uh, I know since Thank Apple you, gave Apple. us the screeners. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> Thank was you, so Apple. Great. Change the camera pixels. Two more pixels, so you can sell more phones to do season two. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Apple. <laughs> please, please give us screeners for season two. <laughs> <laughs> um a- anybody else have anything that we haven't brought up or they they kind of want to bring up and and talk about
4: uh, no i you know again i really enjoyed the series as a whole and i'm excited for season two there has to be a season
1: two there's yeah. got to be a season there's to be a season yeah. two
4: i would not yeah. be it surprised
2: after the release of it when is it going to be released on friday, friday.
1: Yep. So yeah.
2: I would not be surprised come that day, as soon yep. as it drops, they would give some indication of, yes, we're in the process of writing or, or uh, in maybe, well, they would be in the process of writing because of after the WGA strikes. So
1: they, yeah. You know. yeah, we, I, I said the same thing. I was like, I would not be surprised if Friday or Saturday, we get an announcement of a season two. definitely they're they're waiting on it it's probably already been greenlit they're just waiting to announce it until this season is over yeah because Mm -hmm. they want that cliffhanger to be out there first so that when you hear yeah yeah so that when you hear season two you're like yes like because that's (laughs) what i wanted after that finale
4: (laughs) yeah because it was a cliffhanger but it was also left our characters in a decent place where you're not worrying about their fate. It's not one of those cliffhangers where someone's hanging off a ledge and you don't know what's Mm going to happen. They've made it back from where they were. And now the story can continue, but we have Kong. Like I liked this finale. I liked the cliffhanger that they gave us because it's one that settles well with me waiting for season two.
1: Yeah, it, it gives us, it. you're right, it doesn't provide us a, oh, we need to see what happens in the next minute moment. It gives us a, okay, this is the focus of season two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It shifts the focus rather than keeps us in immediate suspense. Yeah. Right. So.
4: And I like that because I get too wrapped up in shows that leave you worrying for the fate of characters or drag something out that really didn't even need to happen or in some cases i feel like series are putting a lot into the episode the penultimate episode and then the finale episode is not as strong as like episode nine Mm -hmm. in this case i feel like it just carried into nine carried into ten and was still big and i appreciated that
1: i'm i'm gonna throw out another crazy theory (laughs) because <laughs> it's what I've become known to do during the coverage <laughs> of this series. What if, because Lee Shaw, dissimilar to Keiko, yeah, we did not see him die. Mm-hmm. We just see him fall. Th- that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking originally. <laughs> what if yeah. Lee what? Shaw is alive in Godzilla X-Kong? That'd be interesting. Could be. Which then makes people be like, oh. <gasps> Well, now we need to find out how in season two of Monarch.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. It's like, if they don't give a season two announcement with the actual airing of this finale, then if they hold off till new empire, Godzilla x like, then it's like, oh, now you want us. Now you want to know more. Now you want to fill in those gaps. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't think they'll make us wait that long.
1: I really
0: mm-hmm. don't
1: No, And, um, We did get news, though, that the release of that did get moved up. Yes. I think it got got moved up a week.
2: Uh, Yeah, it went from April 12th to March March 29th. 29th. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Okay, so two weeks. They moved it up two weeks. Yep. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's only a couple Mm -hmm. months
4: away. I like the idea of companion TV series
3: to go along and... (laughs) Add to thing. Be looking forward uh, to run for your lives in the future, (laughs) because right, yes, not not the theatrical. We don't usually do theatrical runs just because we want to make sure enough people get a chance to really see it before we cover it, and then we can watch it and take more notes better. But as soon as it's available digitally, be looking for a run for your lives coverage of that movie. It's
1: absolutely. It's kind of cool that you guys have covered the movies. We're covering the series. So and having you guys on for the finale is kind of us passing the baton to you <laughs> for when Godzilla X Kong comes out. Right. And then what, what? once you do your coverage of Godzilla X Kong, that will most likely be before season two of Monarch. So mm-hmm. either me or Mark can come on. Mm-hmm. to cover that movie and you can pass the baton right back. There well, you go. <laughs> that that's what
4: I was um you know you were talking about passing the baton and I was thinking, well then why aren't you guys just going to be on for that episode mm-hmm. with us? We right. had Mark
3: on for King of the Monsters. That was We
4: good. did. So yeah. why not just join us for that and we'll just continue. <laughs> yeah
3: and then we can wrap up
1: that episode with coverage continues on will home with two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: well here's well, a good question are you guys gonna cover
3: um god's one when it comes yes. out? I, yes. absolutely want to. it's not <laughs> absolutely. it's not in this universe but i haven't uh, seen it yet i'm, I'm holding off okay. now at this yeah. point because i'm like i've heard it's incredible yeah. and so now i'm like i just want to go in fresh once we're covering it so i'm yeah. excited it's a limited
2: release in the theater, so that's why I got to see it the first week, and then it, I don't know if it's still out.
4: I've heard really good things about it from friends that have seen it that recommended it. Um, I recommend it. Tasks. It's
2: just, I as I, uh, I said it before in the podcast, I had a little few nitpicks, but that's just me being a, a Godzilla fan. And mm-hmm. uh, even Ben said, it, he goes, you guys were like tearing it apart, and we weren't really. It was just nitpicks on my end. That was it.
1: Well, I mean, the the estimated digital release date is, is for sometime in the beginning or mid February. So, yeah. it's 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 around the corner that you guys will be able to cover it. Yeah. There you go. So, um but you know what, speaking of your podcast run for your lives since I think we're pretty much done our coverage of of the se- of the season finale of Monarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we let you guys go and and Mark and I kind of take our little break before we cover feedback, um would have tell people about run for your lives, where they can find it, what you guys have going on. This is your time. Plug away. And somebody silence. go first. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, you can find us at run your All the links are there to, you know, listen to the episode. Our social media is there as well. This last week, we published an episode on the purge and this week in particular we are going to be releasing an episode on megan
1: which i've never
3: seen but now i need to M3gan. watch before i listen yeah three yeah. again uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so i think actually by the time this is out that the the megan episode will be up so people can go check that out that'll be the most recent so yeah so i mean we're here on the podcastica network if you're listening to this on the house podcastica feed uh, if you're a wilhelm Fan, I'm sure I've been on Wilhelm before. So is Daphne and Mark. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you know, so, but if you're, you're newer or haven't checked us out, yeah. Run for your lives over on the podcast network, just a a movie podcast where we talk, we cover monster movies, creature features, disaster flicks, horror film, slashers, anything that fits within this realm of stuff that makes you run for your lives as we like to say. So (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes movies that just are adjacent and don't quite fit under yeah. the umbrella we pull sometimes like this anyway. movie doesn't
3: fit but i want to talk about it anyway we make <laughs> our own rules
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> will you also cover movies where it's not where you're running for your life in the movie but you're running from your li- you're running for your
3: life away from the theater because the movie is that bad <laughs> um, <laughs> only in one instance have we done that, but it actually fit both. There's like a Venn diagram thing. We did cover the happening a while back. And thanks uh, killing.
4: Oh, <laughs> killing. And thanks, killing. Uh,
1: <laughs> the happening.
2: But there are actually there's a movie that you guys did cover that co- it is actually its anniversary today, which is January tenth, twenty twenty four. It's twenty-seven years ago that the relic came out.
4: Oh, we haven't covered it yet. Oh, yeah, I we did miss- not cover The Relic yet. Mm-hmm. No oh. way there to go, st- Mark
2: sharing misinformation. <laughs> oh, no, well, it's a sense of feedback, too.
4: <laughs> There's so many fake movies. news. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, are so man. many movies that we have covered, but then there are so many that we haven't. So we're just, yeah, we continually add new movies to the list all the time.
1: I- and, hey, <clears throat> it's the one place you can go to if you ever want to hear somebody do word-for-word word President Whitmore's speech from the Independence Day. Yes. <laughs> With music behind it and all. Which got us yes. a ding on YouTube.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Sorry. We don't, <laughs> <It's
4: fine. laughs> we don't care. It's fine. We don't care. It's wonderful.
1: It was still out on the feed. It just it, it got yeah. you dinged on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Whoops. Didn't think it about happens. that. Mm-hmm. we didn't either obviously <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh but Paige and daphne thank you guys so much for coming on we we knew yeah. we had to have you guys on to talk about the series at some point and i think the finale was the perfect time yeah oh absolutely
4: it. that's the yeah. first thing i said you know i thought of after watching the finale is this is this is the perfect episode for us to come on for
1: yeah mm-hmm. you got you had resolutions emotional reunions Kong and a ion dragon fight or and uh, Godzilla and an ion dragon fight and Kong. Kong.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kong. I mean, what we do, what we do best on our podcast. If I pat myself on the back is yeah. Like the great monster creature feature moments. And then like the character arcs. So that's what we like to talk about. So we got a lot of that payoff. We in did. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Well, I mean, again, thank you guys so much for joining us for, uh, for this episode. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And I'm wow. sure Well, and I'm sure once season two comes around, which, look, it's going it to happen. It's has to happen. <laughs> uh, you guys will be right back on for season two. Yep. Awesome. Love We'd love to. All right. Let's get to some feedback for this finale episode. I'm sure some people have some, uh, hopefully have some good stuff to say because we enjoyed it. Yeah, (laughs) we enjoyed the episode. Uh, As we mentioned earlier in the conversation, no, this is a separate segment. Mark and I are actually uh, Paik and Daphne have actually left the recording at this point as we're recording this a couple days later. Uh, And as we were hoping or as we thought and predicted, there's still no news yet of a season two for Monarch. Nope. Uh, The showrunner apparently has come out and said he is very hopeful because the show did extremely well for apple so they are hopeful there's going to be a season two and they have ideas for a season two already which i'm look the way they left it they had to have
2: oh yeah yeah. i wouldn't be surprised they even started the story and script idea for the first episode so
1: yeah start story i'm just start storyboarding it now gentlemen (laughs) because I think it's only a matter of time before we're going to get that season two.
2: present it away for the fact that, you know, you already have another Godzilla movie coming out anyway.
1: Yeah. Will it it into existence?
2: (laughs) Make it happen. Make
1: it so. Yeah. Get writing and just put it out and put it out in the world that we want a season two of Monarch. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, our first piece of feedback is very short. Comes to us via Facebook uh, and this from Adam Buckley. Uh, Adam, who I know has been listening to the podcast, uh, says when they said one coming through, I thought it's going to be Godzilla. And boom, there he is in all his glory. <laughs> Loved it and can't wait to hear your podcast. So I hear all the bits that I missed. Uh, well, hopefully we covered a lot of it for you, Adam, in, uh, in our coverage of it.
2: Yeah, and thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, so that leaves us to our f- two voicemails that we have. Uh, and they both come from two people who have left us consistent feedback uh, all season. That's Sam and Steve. So let's go ahead and play those starting first with Sam.
5: Hi, it's Sam. We're at the end of the first season. I am happy to eat my words. The The ending was pretty great. <laughs> I, I got to say, you guys were right about all the twists and the insights. And I mean, not the, you know, Khaleesi Keiko Beetle Queen. But <laughs> but I, I think you guys were spot on about so many different things. And it was really wonderful to see it play out in the episode. and And it was just really, really fantastically done I mean from start to finish we hit the ground running in the beginning with a really oh brutal first 15 minutes for poor Keiko I mean it really seemed as bad as I was fearing it would be and mari yamamoto as keiko randa is truly phenomenal actress i i think like this episode at least for me i got to see her really stretch her talents and her skills and she shined i mean i i was riveted by her performance this entire episode i mean she stole the episode for me except for godzilla that's kind of impossible to do but she really just did a truly fantastic job for me at least to conveying hope of hearing Lee and then vulnerability and grief and sadness and shock and and then even more complexity, like when she was looking at Lee, like, oh, it is you. Like, she can see that. Or when she's looking at Kate and she's she has this little, like, tilt of her head and, like, some curiosity and affection and love. Like, you know, she's trying to look and see if she can see Hiroshi in Kate's features. And it was just really beautifully done. And, I mean, this actress is phenomenal. She's probably my favorite character in this series, and uh, and and it was just really really great. And narratively, I thought the the writers tied everything together in a really wonderful way, of you know finishing Lee Shaw's story, uh, of you know he finally accomplished that mission that Puckett assigned to him all those decades ago of protect Keiko, and he did. I mean, he must have felt you know guilt and loss of letting her fall before and not finding her when he went to hollow earth. And at this time in, in this episode 10, he fulfills his mission. He gets her back home. He protects Keiko and gets her back to where she should be with Hiroshi back on our side of earth. And I, you know, when he said, he's like, thank you for everything. And I, you know, I think he had this wonderful life with Keiko and Bill and Hiroshi where they were adventurers. They were you know, looking for monsters and blowing up rocks and all the time having a family and having connection. And the, if this is how his character goes out, I think it's a pretty wonderfully narratively done story. I, I mean, it, it's, I, I wouldn't be mad to see uh, Wyatt or Kurt Russell in season two, and I'm okay if we don't see them. Again, I've like for me, I think it was pretty good. You know, maybe why I could have like some you know cameos because we have a whole bunch of years in there that when they were monster hunting that could be explored. but I don't I find it necessary for me. I think it's a good ending, and you know they had the ion dragon coming in as the big bad for the last episode, and that makes sense because the ion dragon attacking the u s s Lawton is what kick started uh, Bill Randa's whole quest to find hollow earth, to investigate the monsters, to do all this stuff. And his passion is what brought the genius of Keiko and, you know, the military connection and charm of, of Lee Shaw. And all three of them came together and created Monarch. Even Case says, like it's the three of us that did it. So it it was pretty great narratively to tie it all in together. And I, I am curious of you know Kong being so mad and Apex. When we saw Apex and Dominique Tupper's character, I can't remember her name, in, in May's flashback episode, she was experimenting on monkeys. So I'm wondering if the Scar King, which is our main antagonist for the summer movie, I'm guessing from the trailers. I wonder if Apex was also experimenting on Kong species during this time from 2017 to whatever the year is that, that the new empire movie comes out. So I, I would be curious if maybe there's a connection in there. Maybe we'll see some of the characters later on still stick by my tinfoil hat theory that Tim is the long lost son of Bill Randa. Cause he walks in, he sees Hiroshi, uh, watching the video, which is another great callback to that, is and he's just kind of like looking at it. And even Hiroshi's like, I appreciate your dedication to keeping my my dad's uh, story alive, his legacy alive. It's like, that's because you share a dad, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping you guys will podcast on the movie when it comes out this summer, please. I think it'll be great. Thanks. <laughs>
1: um, First off, we, we're not going to podcast on the movie here on Wilhelm or House Podcastica. Uh, but as you have probably heard in the conversation with Peg and Daphne, they're absolutely going to cover it and run for your lives. And either myself or Mark or both of us are going to be with them when they cover it. So we are going to cover the movie, but it's just not going to be on this podcast. It's going to be on, on run for your lives. Um, a lot of great stuff in there, too. And I was taking mental notes as I was listening to yeah. the whole thing. And of course, now I forgot half of the things that I made mental notes for um, <laughs> the whole not seeing Keiko mother of Beatles. Look, we knew that was a far- <laughs> we knew that, that was, was far-fetched. Yeah, but, as far as Apex being on Skull Island because they experimented with monkeys in the past, I absolutely believe that's why I picked. That's why Apex was at skull Island.
2: I believe that. but as far as them experimenting on any of uh, Kong related apes, the only one that they knew at that time during that time was Kong. Yeah, so they haven't found unless unless, the Scar King that you think of is something that they experimented on when it was young, but we already know from uh, from trailers and everything else, uh, the Scar King's been around a long, long time. So it, it, I would say their interest, Apex's interest in, in the, the monkeys and everything, is very much valid. But, uh, and on top of that, you know, Kong being pissed off is really because they invaded. You know, they invaded Skull Island and, uh, well, because, and his turf.
1: Well, and everything that I know of Kong and, Kong and Kong Skull Island, I don't believe I think Kong's first time ever in Hollow Earth is Godzilla versus Kong. It is. Because he, he's been on the surface the entire time. I mean, that's why yes. it's called Skull Island. That's where he lives. He yeah. never, he's not like Godzilla or the Ion Dragon and goes back and forth between the two worlds. He ha, he is a titan of our world. World,
2: yeah. And only that island. It, you could see it on his face during the uh, G- Godzilla versus Kong movie and how the amazement of it. And then yeah. when he does see the throne for the first time and, and then picking up because it's literally his family heritage.
1: Well, and and that's just it. I think the the Scar King or whatever his name is or wh- whatever it's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm of the ilk, too, that I believe these are two separate worlds. Just as Kong had never been to Hollow Earth before, Scar yeah. King had never been to our Earth.
2: Yeah, he he was never on the surface at all. And And, and I think Godzilla
1: X-Kong, yeah, and I think Godzilla X-Kong will be his first time ever coming to our Earth. So, yeah. yeah. So, but again, like going back to Apex being at Skull Island, I firmly believe that's why they are there is because they were experimenting on monkeys and then all of a sudden they find out that there is a Titan that is a primate. (laughs) Yeah. So what better Titan to experiment on than a primate, because yeah. that's what we've been testing. And
2: on. to possibly control and weaponize. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, but thank you, Sam, for for the feedback, not just for tonight, but for every episode that you left us.
2: Yes, uh, very much feedback. appreciated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and definitely leave feedback for um for the movie when we covered them run for your lives too. Uh, you know, check out um shortly after sometime after the movie releases. Uh, just follow Run For Your Lives and keep an eye out on their social medias, and you'll see them post when we're all going to be covering the movie. And leave your feedback then, too. Let them know what you thought oh, yeah. of the movie. But that leaves us to our final piece of feedback for the season. That, of course, comes from our friend Steve
6: Brown. Let's see what he had to say. Hello, Ben and Mark. This is Steve, and this is for the season finale of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Whoa. Kate meeting her grandmother for the first time, and she's not much older than she is. Again, the subtitles for the, the Japanese go by way too fast, I or maybe I'm just a slow reader. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that May fell through also, so now we just need to find Lee. Okay, she just said 57 days, and it's been 30 some odd years. Wow, that's a big ratio difference there. Okay, that he just confirmed it. It's not, They weren't there for hours. They were there for about a week or so. But how much of that week does he remember? Oh, this actress playing Keiko is really good. I mean, I'm feeling emotional uh, right with her. Wow. Meanwhile, back at Monarch, <laughs> Tim <laughs> is uh, limping. He's alive. Wow. Uh, but he wants to you know, investigate the signal that somebody is sending from under Earth, under space, inner space. No, not inner, under world, world, what, whatever. Uh, And the a woman, I don't remember her name. Is worried about all the Titan activity because there could possibly be multiple emergence. I'm that's what I'm predicting is going to happen. We're going to have multiple uh, Titan emergence by the end of this episode. The other interesting cliffhanger that we might get at the end of this is how long are they going to be down there? Because right, it's time is passing slower for them than it is up. Uh, my head's going to explode. <laughs> there he is. Now he's talking about Kong Skull Island with Kiko and telling her what happened to Bill. Uh, did he die or, I don't remember, you guys talked about that. I need to watch Skull Island again. <laughs> <laughs> TVs and gadgets are everywhere. That's his uh, uh, summary of the future to Keiko. Hey, Forgive me, they've been speaking Japanese, not Chinese. I think i said Chinese the whole time. Japanese subtitles are going by way too fast. Wait, if the vehicle that Shaw and his team were in is still here, how did Shaw get back? Oh, Keiko doesn't want to leave. <laughs> but Kate convinces her to go anyway. Nice. Oh, they lured a couple of Titans. All right, we better get back in that uh, vessel. Oh, it just bit Godzilla's neck, and now Godzilla's throwing it around like a rag doll. <laughs> so they're back, but how many years have passed? Because this looks like another Monarch facility. Oh, this is Apex. Oh, and did he just say two years has been passed? Oh, and they are on Skull Island because that thing just said Apex Skull Island something. Oh, and we have Kong. Wow. Okay. Next season. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I love when Steve
1: leaves this live Stevens because he asks questions along the way that he eventually answers himself. Yes. As he he does through. Yeah.
2: It's fine. but it's not, yeah, it's not interspace. space. We didn't see Dennis Quaid or Martin Short in this. <laughs> so.
1: I love that movie, by the way. Same, same here. I love that movie. Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid, and Martin Short. Robert Picardo is amazing. That's right. Robert Picardo is the, oh, what is his character's name in that movie? Oh, oh. Uh, something like the uh, cowboy. The cowboy. That is it. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I forgot that's what it was. That's a great movie. I need to rewatch that. It's remember Josie Vales. <laughs> God. Yeah. I need to rewatch that again at some point. Uh, but thank you, Steve, for that feedback as well. And Hey, look, um, no more coverage of Monarch until season two. However, uh, if you have thoughts on any of the conversation from this episode about the finale that you kind of want to address with us, mm-hmm. um, please feel free to leave feedback even now afterwards, because even though we're not covering will, we're not covering Monarch uh, any longer because we've gotten to the season finale, Wilhelm and house Podcastica still continue on. So yes, you know, with, with new episodes. So please feel free. If you have thoughts about our conversation about the finale, something you agree with strongly or disagree with uh, continue to leave us feedback and we will absolutely read it on future episodes, whether it be Wilhelm or, house podcast like a uh easiest way to do that just send it to us directly feedback at wilhelm podcast.com uh and if we get enough of it we'll we'll address it either on social media or somehow through through the podcast yeah um but yeah so that's pretty much it for the monarch coverage for now for now at least yeah um, at the very least, we know we've got another movie coming in Godzilla X-Con, which we've talked about already, which will be covered on Run for Your Lives. Uh, but the Monarch coverage w- is is going to take a break until until season. It, we're going to get a season two. <laughs> I, I'm still fully convinced that we're going to get the season. But it, it past them that they
2: they wouldn't jump on it based upon its popularity. Yeah. They just have to finalize it now that we're out of the strikes and everything else around that WGA and the SAG after they have the opportunity and ability right now. It's just funding.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, tell the people Mark where, uh, where they can find you. Cause I know you, you jumped here on Wilhelm and house podcast to cover this with me, but after mm-hmm. this, you go back to your own thing. So <laughs> yes, we, we want to make sure both Wilhelm listeners and house podcast listeners know where to find you. So tell the people one more time what you got going on and where they can find you.
2: Well, it's easy to find me. I do panels to pixels podcast. I can be found on any podcast player of choice. Uh, easy to find easily found on facebook facebook.com forward slash panels to pixels uh, we're basically in the middle of doing what if season two uh, coming up would be the losers I keep talking about it and we I have it recorded I just have to edit it and get it out but uh, after that will be flash Gordon our a uh, coverage on the old 1981 82 movie that, uh, that had Sam Jean Jones in it. Uh, we'll be covering everything else that is uh comic book adapted to film or TV. Uh, probably do echo as a whole for the season as a whole. Uh, other than that, just keep a prize by going to facebook.com forward slash panels to pixels. You could also find me on adrenaline cinema podcast. Uh, don't have anything currently in the works, but we do everything that's action, adventure, fantasy, film, you know, basically, thriller suspense, anything that gets your adrenaline going. Uh, we just cover those films. So, you know, look out for Adrenaline Cinema Podcast uh, on Facebook at, you know, facebook.com forward slash uh, Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, or just go to Pirate Core com, and okay. you can find uh, the links.
1: Nice. Easiest way. Um, if you are a Wilhelm listener, uh wilhelm subscriber i encourage you to go over to podcastica.com and check out all of the great stuff that they have over there uh as this as it was known from the beginning this Monarch coverage was a joint venture in both wilhelm my mm-hmm. wilhelm podcast and the house podcastica podcast over at podcastica so if you're a wilhelm subscriber i encourage you to go over to podcastica uh, go over to podcastica.com sometimes my tongue moves faster than my mouth and i <laughs> I get tongue tied. Uh, but again, there's so much over there. You've got the Marvel TV podcast, which has covered most of the Marvel shows and is currently right now covering Echo. We mentioned mm-hmm. Peka Daphne on Run for Your Lives. Uh, our friend Randy has the new Welcome to the Apocalypse podcast, which is, <laughs> which is, is a f- complete. It's so good. It's a completely it's, imp- it's a completely improvised podcast, which is which is great. Um, and it's a story podcast, which is new yeah. to podcastica. They're actually telling a story as they go through and it's all improvised and made up as they go along. It's um yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you've got Jason and Daphne covering Squid Game on Squid Game cast. Penny is covering Buffy on Buffyverse podcast. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, uh, cast of us slash um, the oh uh, no, the cast of us is what it's called now. It's not walking dead cast anymore. Uh Kristen and I covering Ted Lasso over and Revisited, which is another joint Podcastica slash Wilhelm podcast that's ongoing and so many other podcasts. Strange indeed. Just podcastica.com one more time, go over there and, and check it out. Yep. If you're a podcastica listener, I encourage you to check out my podcast, Wilhelm wilhelmpodcast.com easiest way to find everything there uh now that this monarch coverage is ending we're diving into brand new episodes of the wilhelm podcast including new top uh top five episodes panel interviews celebrity interviews debates uh i think the next episode you'll probably hear after this is our best of 2023 episode then we've got a number of top 5 episodes, I've got a number of interviews already lined up uh including people like Dante Basco and Mark Summers and so those are going to be coming out lots of new content coming out uh over the course of the next couple of weeks so dot uh go over and subscribe and just show some love to the other one that you're not a part of that's, that's yeah. basically it Uh, And of course, all of Mark's great stuff too. show some love there as well. (laughs)
2: Thanks.
1: (laughs) Uh, Special thanks before we wrap this up. Of course, one more thank you to Apple uh, and Apple TV for allowing us to cover the series, sending us the screeners so that we had advanced copy of it. Uh, Thank you to Daphne and Paik for joining us. Thank you to Rob Moda for coming on earlier this season. Uh, Thank you to Jason for allowing this to be a part of Podcastica as well as Wilhelm um and mark of course thank you to you for coming on Wilhelm for the past nine weeks that's fine doing this i enjoy it, it it's fine it i love doing it so <laughs> it's fine well, I, yeah. <laughs> I knew godzilla was your wheelhouse
2: so you know, yeah you would go figure i would actually have a godzilla podcast but i don't uh I, <laughs> I i i i am a huge fan but i that's i leave that in daphne and pake's You know their line of work, but I I'm a good listener and uh I love listening to other people talk about it. Me, I wouldn't even know where to venture, but when it comes to the (laughs) show, the uh the the show for uh, Monarch, it was like uh it was fun to do because this was all new to me. I'm Mm -hmm. not rehashing and going over older Godzilla movies or anything like that, but I I look forward to see what they have to do with uh, when they do Godzilla X kong uh definitely when they cover godzilla minus one see what their opinions are about that so i highly recommend everybody else check that out when they come back
1: cool Uh, And last but not least, thank you, of course, to everybody who listened over the course of our coverage of this over the past nine weeks. Uh, Covering a television show on a weekly basis is something Wilhelm has never done before. So this was a new venture. This was something I really wanted to try, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not jumping immediately into another show coverage, but I know that I already know what the next show Wilhelm will be covering is. uh, And that is the Fallout television series coming, releasing to... (laughs) Amazon Prime uh uh April 12th. So it's got an amazing cast uh in Chris Parnell um oh man uh, why uh, uh, Michael Emerson from Lost um wh- why is his name Walton Goggins. Jeez. Can <laughs> I forget Walton Goggins? Like it Walton Goggins, Michael Emerson, Chris Parnell. It's, it's got an amazing cast to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know who's going to be joining me on that coverage yet. And I also don't know if it's going to be a joint podcastica thing, just like this monarch coverage was. But yeah. for sure, Wilhelm will be covering Fallout uh when it begins April twelfth. So If you're a fan of the show or if you if you're interested in the show and you want to follow along with our coverage, just know we'll be covering it. Any final notes from you, Mark, before we wrap this up and head on out of here? Nope, none
2: at all. But (laughs) I would like to encourage everybody. Uh, if you enjoyed what we did here and you have friends or family or anybody else that have been watching Monarch and are unfamiliar with the podcast, please word of mouth is the best way and then just try to get them hooked on it so that they know what we have already done and completed and they could do it in, you know as a rewatch and listen along as well
1: yeah i yeah i that's that's good advice uh and i'll also say as well too if you enjoyed the coverage whether whether you're a wilhelm listener or a house podcastica listener uh do it it means the world to either myself or jason when it comes to wilhelm or house podcastica or podcastica if you enjoyed the coverage leave us a review go online and let us know what you think of the podcast because those reviews really help Uh, the podcast to get noticed by new people and new listeners. So whether you're listening on Apple or on Spotify or on Google or Amazon, wherever it is you listen, if you have the ability, go online, leave a review for the podcast. Even if you're just giving it a star review and not writing anything, uh, those reviews greatly help us out. So I would say word of mouth, as Mark said, and reviews. Those are our final two pieces of uh, of, those are our final two requests before we get out. So then with that being said, Mark, thank you again. One more time for joining me for these past nine weeks. It, it won't be the last time we podcast together. That's for sure. (laughs) Very
2: true. Yeah. But also thank you for having me on too.
1: Yeah, of course. Like I said, you were the first person when I had in mind, when it was coming to doing something Godzilla. (laughs) So, uh, but with that being said, thank you for listening. Uh, whether it was this week or the entire coverage or before it, even everything, thank you for continuing to listen if you do so, which we hope you do. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys on another episode of Wilhelm or House Podcastica, whichever one you're listening to. Hopefully it's both now, uh, but we'll see you guys on another episode. Take care. Bye bye, everybody.